Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Real Value Exchange Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Lemon, and I'm really excited to bring a great guest for you guys today, especially if you're into branding or healthcare. Matthew Ray Scott is literally the guy, I think he's the glue, he's the guy that I, I really respect when it comes to producing content that is really self-aware. And it's really all about trying to, to provide innovative solutions and ideas to people without any, any strings attached. He has a great formula for doing it. And you got to stay tuned and listen to what he does before 7 o'clock. He has a 7 by 7 thing I think that I'm going to implement. I think anybody in, in our space should implement, whether you're, in, whether you're in healthcare or not. If you're into growing your business, this is something that we should all be looking into doing. So with that said, enjoy this episode with Matthew Ray Scott. Let's get into it. You know, Joe, you had just you were talking through a question about creating content. And if you lead from a place of value and then you put it on a channel to amplify to people, it's one of the most humble, generous things that we could be doing. And so where I think that a lot of people get confused is they view developing content on LinkedIn and other channels as self-promotion. And it can be. But if you come from a place of self-awareness rather than self-promotion, good things happen because you focus more on the needs of other people than the needs of your own self or self-adulation. It always works out well. It's, it's what our mama taught us when we were kids. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, it yeah. comes full circle now that we're all grown up. Back to the basics, man. I mean, and you know, I got to say, first and foremost, really excited to have you on the podcast, Matthew Ray Scott. Um, you've been putting out some gems on LinkedIn, talking about content creation. Um, just, just a lot of good stuff for people in our space. I know it's not a huge space, I don't feel like, but I feel like for those that know, like you really got some good context and some good conversations to at least get them thinking, you know, whether they want to roll with you or not. I think that you got some good insight, man, and you're bringing something different to the scene. I think what you're bringing up is really um, important from quality of a living standpoint. And it's important from the opportunities that a lot of people have these days because we're doing so much online and you don't have to be a lot of places in person every day of the week as maybe as you did a couple of years back or even last year, right? Um, and you know what, Joe? Clients could give a rip mm -hmm. if you're on the hill in Pittsburgh. Yep. Um, I've got an uncle who played for the Pirates. That's another conversation. Uh, get out of for here. Us. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's another conversation for you and I. Um, but clients don't care where you live. Nope. It's a virtual business. What they care about is you delivering upon solutions. And increasingly, those are virtual delivery solutions that we provide. I mean, truth be told, I've talked to so many people and we talk about this concept of business as usual. And we've all come to the agreement of why would you ever want business to be that way again? That's a good point. Yeah. I'm really glad that we, that you went there early because I want to dive into it. You know, um, you and Joe Mullings, I believe, had yeah. a really good uh, interview uh, on YouTube that I, that I caught. Um, he's putting out a ton of content too. I think you guys are killing it online, both you guys. And so I was pumped to see you two talking. And one of the questions that you asked them, what is that what hasn't changed about where we are today? And um, I'm gonna put it back on you. What do you think hasn't changed about this whole pandemic space and us being in healthcare where we are? 
Yeah, the reason why I asked Joe that question is when you phrase a question, it, it's a learning lesson for all of us, myself included. Mm -hmm. When you ask somebody what hasn't changed for you, it's a different mindset shift. This is the behavioral scientist in me coming out. It's a different yeah. mindset shift than the boring question of, you know, flipped another tense. So my answer of what has not changed is in alignment with what Joe Mullins and I were talking about. What's not changed is that people are looking to find the specialist within their specialty. Hmm. In healthcare, if you buy my premise that Mrs. Jones in Pittsburgh or Altoona, you didn't see me throwing out an Altoona, Pennsylvania on the joke. <laughs> I definitely didn't see Altoona coming today, but yeah. Hey, I'll throw out Tawanda if this, if this call gets crazy. But if Mrs. Jones from Altoona, Pennsylvania has, has an ouch on her left knee, she's looking for the left knee orthopedic surgeon specialist. Not the right knee, but the left knee orthopedic surgeon specialist. And so what's not changed is that patients are looking for specialists. They're not looking for full service providers. Hmm. We can do everything, Mrs. Jones, anything under here, we can do all this. And so that's what's not changed on the patient centric standpoint. What's not changed for you and I as kind of ombudsman, if you will, in providing solutions to healthcare professionals, medical device companies, what's not changed is that how do we connect with busy surgeons in a way that incites curiosity, in a way that increases product or service consideration, and in a way that decreases the amount of time that it takes for them to go, Joe, Matthew, you're a solution. I'm willing to pay you to resolve me of this pain. That's not changed. It will not change. Whether that is operated in this pseudo virtual environment or you and I are back to, you know, knocking on doors and trying to get past Gloria, the gatekeeper. It hasn't changed. It will not change. Yeah. Gloria, the gatekeeper, man. You know, th 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 there is a it's, it's, it's cool too when you kind of bring up some of these thoughts is because a lot of things haven't changed. Like, you know, even with this, you know, craziness that's, that's happening and back in LA County, as you, as you probably already, already know that going back down into a deep lockdown, right? Shut everything down. Oh, I'm flying, I'm flying to LA uh, tomorrow. So I'm going to be in the thick of it. And that's what I respect the most. I mean, because there's a way to do it. There's a way to get out there. Um, there's a way to be responsible with it, of course, and everything else. But, you know, um, man, this is such a huge opportunity for, for guys that are interested in really growing their business, if you're serious about the opportunity, right? I mean, and, and I've done some traveling, man, the airports have been the least, <laughs> I mean, getting through LAX has been a breeze as I've been traveling throughout this season. And again, I'm not doing a ton. I'm not just, you know, taking r random trips all over the place. I'm not licking the actual staircase. <laughs> you know, <laughs> none of those well, things you bring, you bring up a great point, Joe. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm traveling every week. Yeah. And I, in fact, I did a video where I was in a deserted Dallas airport. And I was saying to people, and, and for the record, I, I am in no way saying be unsafe. I am in no way say, you know, 
uh, avoid or disavow public policy. I'm not saying that. Yeah. What I am saying is, is that if you apply safety measures and if you're willing to go from point A to point B, there's never been a better time to meet with a client that has nothing to do with you and be six feet apart. Mm-hmm. They know that you flew into the eye of the storm mm-hmm. and they're willing to meet you at the wild blueberry cafe for breakfast. Yeah. They know that you're on your own dime. They haven't paid you a penny to be there. It is a great time to have a conversation so that when you go back to your home turf and the next time you're meeting on Zoom, they're like, I know that person. Mm-hmm. I, I know that person. And I've been flying out almost every weekend um, on my own dime yeah. to clients that have nothing to do with us. But Joe, I can tell you that many of those people that set across at a blueberry pancake, yeah. they're clients of ours now. I don't doubt that at all. I mean, and, and it makes tons of sense why you would want to work with someone like yourself who's willing to demonstrate how you're going to do that extra mile or do the extra step or provide that extra quality of service. So, I mean, obviously I've been watching you on LinkedIn. Um, we actually spoke a couple of times uh, virtually. So this is, it's not our, our friend, first Colin Joseph, Mr. Joseph. Joseph hey, let's give, let's give Mr. Colin Joseph a shout out. He is the best. Definitely give him an actual plug. I'm, you know what? So I'm going to have this like to be a special clip just for him. So we can let him know that he's doing good work out there, man, because he really is like, I mean, like he, he's one of those guys that knows how to bridge people with no strings attached. Like there was nothing yeah. I could, you know, you know, he wasn't going to get any of my business. I wasn't going to pay him for any, any of his stuff. Right. It was just literally networking the right way. Connector, um, genuine, articulate, smart. Yeah. Um, big Colin fan. Same, man. Same. D- dude. So if you don't mind, Matthew, could you take us back to, just because I'm, I'm really curious about your history, and I, I think the audience might get something out of this too. Um, take us back to when you got fired, because I remember you said that, you know, this industry is changing, and you talked about how things were going to be this messy middle. If you don't mind bringing up a little bit of pain, because uh, obviously yeah. you're on the whole other side of it, if you don't mind pressing into what that experience was like and what you saw coming down the pipeline. Well, actually, I wish I was fired <laughs> I wasn't fired. I was let go, okay. um, you know, laid off with everybody else. And so yeah. I, 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 I use my words carefully. I wish that I was fired. It would have been easier than being laid off because laid off means that uh, you don't have enough business to keep you. So mm-hmm. here's my storyline that I think is relevant for whoever is listening. Um, I had already been at the height of my corporate career. I was, you know, a co-developer of a biotech. We sold that for 16 times earnings to Medtronic. Um, I had worked for a visionary CEO. We had worked together in two different settings. Um, And yeah, I ran the business unit, which we sold to Medtronic for 16 times earnings. Good friend, et cetera. So, I'm in Portland on a two-year sabbatical. So I turned to my wife, Joe, I kid you not. I turned to Sweet Sandy and I'm like, hey, allow me to have my midlife. <laughs> so let me, let me start back. Sure. Um, so the question was, um, what is it that I learned from being laid off mm-hmm. at a key point in time 
of my career and how is that applicable for somebody listening to us? Mm-hmm. The back the back story to that is, as I was at the height of my corporate career, um, I was the business director of a biotech company that we sold to Medtronic for 16 times earnings. I had some money in my pocket. I turned to Sweet Sandy. I said, hey, I want a one year. I was 40 years old. I was like, I want a one year midlife crisis. Yeah. Can you give me my allowance? Sweet Sandy said, yes. <laughs> I went to culinary school, spent more money. She's Get like, out of here. oh yeah. She's like, hey, do you want to be a chef? I'm like, no, man. I just want to be able to cook great food for our family and our friends on Friday night. So I did that. And then I got a call from my buddy, the CEO. Hmm. And he said, Matthew, will you come back to... Um, this new company that we started, head up social media, head up, you know, client development, digital marketing. And it wasn't part of my plan. Um, I had already planned on starting feed at this point or an agency to be determined. But I came back and 11 months later, me and my entire team mm-hmm. were laid off. Now we saw it coming meaning um, the company wasn't growing. We saw it coming, et cetera. And so I would have done the same thing. I would have laid me off too. I would have laid off our entire marketing and sales team. I would have done the same thing from a business standpoint. Yeah. So here's the lesson learned for people. You think it's a pink slip, but it's a blank page. Hmm. And right now, granted, I was... Uh, you know, 41, I was a more mature, you know, um, so I had a little life experience on my belt. But I left that office from a 28 year old human resources consultant who walked into the office and told me to grab my stuff, security guards out there. I mean, the whole deal. Wow. And a buddy of mine came in and said, get the heck out of here. He didn't use those words, by the way. He said, get the heck out of here. Um, we deserve better than this. Get the heck out of here. And so we cleaned our desk out and we walked out and never to return. Now the company ultimately folded. I mean, it collapsed. So everybody ended up getting laid off. But I walked, I walked. We were located near Torrey Pines Beach in San Diego. You're probably yeah. familiar with Torrey Pines Beach. Yep, nice area. We were part of that biotech beach. Oh, and, wow. I, and Joe, I walked down the road. I walked down the hill. And I walked on Torrey Pines Beach to figure it out. Yeah. And I came up with the conclusion, it's not a pink slip. It's a blank page. And three hours later, I bought the domain name for Feed the Agency. I had the idea. And nine hours later, I found my first client. Get so, out of here. Yeah. So, there, so you think that you're being laid off, that it's a, that it's a pink slip. Hey, it's a blank page. I love that, man. I mean, and you know, the reason why I, I, I wanted you to share that is because um, you always speak about being able to sell and the importance of selling and never more than it is. I mean, that, that is the skill of this, of this time frame that I feel like or how businesses are, are like growing. It's not just through um, pretty pictures a lot of times. It's how can you get these messages conveyed and how can you present yourself in a way that's meaningful to the audience? And, and, and you know, um, pe- people are being laid off, people are being let go, and there's a lot of hardship on people out there, but I think they need to hear the fact that it is a blank slate, it's wide open, 
And now it's your canvas to kind of do whatever you want with it, right? Indeed, it is. And so you have a choice. You can retreat into pity. Yeah. yeah. And you can try to rationalize it. Or you can look at it as I've never had more freedom than I have right now. And it doesn't mean that you have to get another job. It doesn't mean that you necessarily have to start your own company, but it does mean that you must confront yourself and you must have that conversation of being able to answer, what do I want to do irregardless of the outcome? I did a post yesterday on why medical device professionals, uh, the approach that they can learn from fly fishing without a hook. So Seth Godin talks about how when he was learning to fly fish, he learned to fly fish without a hook because he didn't want the burden of trying to catch a fish. He just wanted to perfect the swinging motion. And he did. Mm -hmm. And his lesson that he can teach all of us is focus on the process and you'll have more fish than you know what to do with. When everybody else is trying to catch fish with an agenda, it's a burden that you weren't meant to carry on day one after being left, uh, on day one of being let go. Mm -hmm. Focus on the practice, focus on the process, and you will build something for yourself if you can, you know, buy into that practice that you'll have all the clients that you want. It's so true that at least from my own experience, um, the times that I've gotten frustrated in sales or I've been really challenged is always because I'm thinking about the outcomes. It was always, I need to get this deal because, or I want this, you know, it, it was always something that was tied to some end result. But when I've, been up, when I've been at my best, I'm just doing the work, right? And I know that Seth Godin talks about that a lot right now in his book. And, and it's, it's just spot on because when you're just focusing on doing great craftsmanship, you're just focused on getting all the details where they need to be. And then the outcome is the outcome, whatever that may be happen, right? Um, man, it, it takes all the burden off you. I mean, you, you feel lighter as an actual sales professional. So thank yeah, you for sharing. Yeah, I, um, I spend a heck of a lot of time personally and professionally focusing on, focusing on the process. Hmm. And um, it's counterintuitive to say you let go of the outcome. Hmm. You know, I did a post the other day where I talked about how I have this cookbook for success. It's actually a gamify way, you know, being a guy who... Joe, when you come to my house, yeah, yeah, yeah. brother, you're going to eat well. I'm just letting you know. It goes you're down over well. there. Huh? <laughs> yeah. And, and in the process of that, yeah. I'm going to take ingredients. So I'm going to say, hey, Joe, what are you hungry for? Anything you want. I got you covered. And you're going to tell me whatever you want. And then my mind is going to start getting the ingredients for the perfect whatever it is that you're hungry for. And like a cookbook, I'm going to take precise ingredients. So the way that I think Monday through Friday, I ask myself and people who are listening, you can do this right now. You can take a sheet of paper and you can say, what are the ingredients or the revenue producing activities that I must be doing so that at 1 p.m. when head trash is entering, when I, when I don't feel like working or when a client told me, hey, I've got no interest in doing business with you. 
instead of sucking your thumb in the corner, you can pick an ingredient, pick one, anyone, and then just do it. And so you let go of the outcome, but really what you're doing is you're building, you're, you're, you have the ingredients for the perfect cake. So you do that enough times. You pick flour, sugar, cornstarch, baking powder. Yeah. You're going to come up with a cake. It's, it's just going to happen. It's going to bake eventually, right? <laughs> it, it will bake, it will rise, it will taste good. I love that, man. I mean, because um, I rely on this thing called MMA, money-making activities, right? Well done. It, 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 and, 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 you know, um, even, even right now, I'm behind on my goal. Now I'm down like another 350000 or whatever. And, and I was like, okay, let me just backtrack into this. Normally, I would hit the panic button. Like, oh, okay, you know, I had a great year last year. Previous years are great. But everybody's behind, so it's not even that much pressure, honestly, with, with everything. Um, but I was like, let me back into the activities that I got to do. Me focusing on the key points, key conversations that I got to have and forget about whether these guys are going to, you know, buy or not close or not, whatever that outcome is, is, is what it is, but I'm going to follow through on the process. Right. And it takes away a lot of that extra stress of, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Can I get my quota? You know, like, no, no, just focus in day to day. This is happening, that's happening, and this is happening, you know? And mix it together, just, just like you're talking about with the whole cookbook, man. Yeah, it's, it's so it's good. I mean, magic. people say to me, Matthew, you're, you're highly productive. And I go, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Purpose, I'm purpose-driven and process-focused. And there's a difference. Yeah, yeah, there, there is. It's a huge difference. And, and you know, um, man, I think you got a lot to say about this. I want to I, I get your thoughts here. Um, just the current state of the union for our space, medical device, healthcare, even marketing as well, because I know you're in that space, branding, I should say. Um, where are we currently? And maybe as a back end of it, like where do you see it kind of evolving? Because it is, it is moving. A lot hasn't changed, which is beautiful, but there's a couple moving pieces I feel like that might be happening from the patient's buying habits. Yeah, let's start with the question that you asked me earlier. What's not changed? Yep. What's not changed is that patients need healthcare. Patients need to be treated. So that's not changed. So the truth of the matter is, is if you work with physicians and healthcare professionals, as we do, Hmm. nothing's changed with respect to the output of my mother, your mother, Mm -hmm. my brother, your sister, they need help. And so they're going to go to somebody to get treatment. So safety precautions aside, let's now re-engineer this and then let's now go, okay, so how do we operate? Well, what the only thing that's changed for us is the virtual aspect of what we're doing. And so what an amazing opportunity to begin building relationships that go beyond you standing tall at 630 in the morning with a platter full of donuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that go beyond, you know, you and I showing up enough times that finally Gloria the gatekeeper gets tired of asking us to leave literature yeah. and the doctor will call us. It goes beyond that. It, it, it ties into how do doctors want to do business with you and I? And so, I just thought through that. How do doctors want to do business with my healthcare brand agency? And 
They don't want to answer my email. They don't want to take my phone call. So all we did was pivot and said, we're going to lead with such free and generous brand awareness and content that they're going to call us. And that's what's happened during the pandemic. So what I would say to those of us who do not have MD at the end of our name, but we support those who do, less has changed than you think. It's just the virtual time-shifted presence that has changed. And I would tell people listening to me, do you really care, honestly? Does it really matter to you if your doctor views a personalized video with an idea that you give them for free at 10.01 p.m. versus whether they take a Zoom meeting with you at 1 p.m. you got to go back and forth as far as scheduling goes. We shouldn't care. It, we, we shouldn't matter. I mean, you and I are living proof that we live in a time-shifted world now where people want to consume information from wherever and whenever they choose. So that's why my agency has doubled and tripled down on using Vidyard, this video software tool, where all day long, we're sending videos to doctor. All day long. Really? And we don't care. Yeah. We don't care if they open it up at midnight. Yeah. But we can tell on the back end if and when they opened it up. And so I just thought through what's the easiest way to do business with busy surgeons and hospitals. And it's giving them ideas for free that they're like, man, this is such valuable information. I can only imagine what it would be like if I paid these guys. That's a, you, you know, it, it really taps into this idea of, I was, I was speaking to another, um, a couple marketers yesterday and, and we were talking about the importance that it is to give. Um, and not just from that cheesy standpoint, like, you know, oh yeah, give, give, and then ask, right? We all know that stuff. Well, at least some of us can say it, but very, <laughs> a lot of times we don't do it. But, but, but the importance of doing it for yourself, even, from your own mental state of giving something of value to people, whether they choose to double down on it or bite into it is up to them. But it just releases a lot of these healthy endorphins throughout you. And during this challenging moment, what's the point of keeping, if you have some great insights, some great information, what is the point of holding it to yourself? Yes. Like, I mean, like you, you, have it, you have it tucked away in its closet. Nobody knows. It's proprietary. Actually, everybody knows what it is, but still. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and we, it's so true. And, and we will, here's how thick-headed we are. And I put myself into this category once sure upon a time, Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will wait for the phone to ring. <laughs> we will we will be we will go poor waiting for the phone to ring and yes. it's just so counterintuitive i mean you know the stuff that i'm teaching we've got a course called the medical sales rx the virtual operating zoom hmm. for virtual and disruptive distributors we've got medical sales professionals from australia hong kong illinois new york city all over the country that hmm. are taking this course that we're teaching and what, what I've learned to tell them is, is the fundamentals which allowed you to be a great sales professional pre-COVID 
they still apply. They still apply. Don't leave common sense at the door and don't confuse virtual as a strategy. It's not. Virtual is not a strategy. It's just the way that people communicate. Huh. And, I, and I go, hey, you, I, I go, it would be like you using a beeper yeah. right now. It would be like you saying, you know, the beeper worked well for me in 19. <laughs> I'm going to hold on to it. It's, the, it, it's like... <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I hope that beeper helps you grow your business. Good luck with that, you know? Man, man you, you know, we know what's so funny about time is that um, I'm not even, I don't feel like I'm that old, but all of a sudden I feel like I'm, I'm like aging myself as a producer. <laughs> I have my first baby on the way, actually. So my wife's in a third trimester and all of a sudden I feel like I'm, I'm this old guy, right? <laughs> but, 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, wait till you get to be my age and you truly are. I mean, man, but you, you always operate just so young, man. And, you know, I remember my very first beeper. It was like 96, 97. I worked on my grandfather's uh, wood yard, chopping wood all, all throughout the summer because he had a, you know, he had a wood yard down there in um, Georgia. And, and, and that's, that's what we did. We busted it up. That's how we went. That's how we just made our money. And I went down the street and I bought a beeper with no one to call me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, like, so I was the coolest kid on the block with like nobody to actually call me with the beeper, right? So, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's so true. And, you know, I mean, I think people are shocked when they find out that like for myself and my agency, they, they see us creating tons of content, yes. valuable content on LinkedIn. Here's what they don't see, Joe. Mm -hmm. We have something called seven before 7 a.m. Hmm. And 7 before 7 a.m. is me and a couple people on our team. We must reach out to seven new decision makers before oh, 7 a.m. with a personalized vineyard. And, you know, seven times five, the five working days of the week, it adds up. Oh, yeah. and, and so what I tell people is, is that, hey, before you start going down the, nope, you need to drive across the state of Texas and stalk doctors. Hey, you need to send so many emails. Hey, you need to do so many phone calls. I'm like, just think of how you and I respond. If my cell phone rings, I don't answer that thing live. I let it go to voicemail, unless it's a friend, somebody that I know. I mean, most people that I know of, they are you know, not, just waiting for it to go to voicemail to, to determine whether it's spam or salesy or whatever. And, mm -hmm. and our clients are the same way. So the ability to pivot and the, the reason why we're so bullish on tools like Vidyard is in 30 seconds, I can say, Dr. Lemon, my name is Matthew Scott. I bet you didn't expect to get a video of some majestic hillbilly waving at you <laughs> on a video, but I just thought this would be a more personalized way to connect with you on LinkedIn that's different than the same sea of sameness that you get. And then I hang up. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't tell them what we do at Feed. I don't tell them that, hey, you're your best friend. He's a client of ours. Yeah. Um, I don't do any of that. And then they're curious. And I know they're curious because on Vidyard, I look and I see, boom, Dr. Scratch and Sniff just watched your video. Now, at the end of that built into Vidyard, it says schedule a 15 minute chat. And Joe, I'm going to show you something. Please. This is meant not to impress you, but to impress upon you. But here's my calendar today. You see blue? Jeez. Blue working, means busy. Yeah. Yeah. But, but here's what's cool. 
again, I'm, I'm, I don't mean that in a braggadocious way. I mean this in it's connecting with people. It's creating content so that they schedule a 15-minute chat with you. And what I love about that is if I ask people, would you rather have a business where people contact you mm-hmm. or you got to hustle and convince people to talk to you? Which one would you choose? Always. And of course, the always. first one. Yeah, always. And so what I, what I say is, is do what your mother taught you and add value. Be a good steward. Give away generously. Hey, instead of looking at new modern sales gurus, spend 30 minutes listening to an old school dude like Zig Ziglar say, help, uh, and, and that Mississippi accent. That Mr. Yeah. Z- I had a chance to meet him, Joe. Get out of here, man. I did. I had a chance to meet him. Is he as good in person as he is like on the tapes and on the videos and all the rest of that stuff? Joe, he's a gentleman. And you get the picture. uh, And I mean, this is a sign of respect to Mr. Ziegler, who's passed away. You get the, you get the opinion that you're listening to a respected uncle, which, which we hopefully we have, we got a crazy uncle. Every family does. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, because my crazy uncle made me have a beeper and haul hay all summer instead of chop wood. So I know, I know what you're living through, Joe. And then we have the cool uncle. Yeah. Or then we have, depending upon our age, the grandfather and a grandfather who imparted wisdom into us as grandchildren. And I was lucky. I had two grandfathers. When I spoke to him, I felt like he was uh, a wise man a man who was confident in himself and a man who just wanted to leave the world a better place. And what Mr. Ziegler said was help enough people get what they want in this world and everything that you want will just come back to you. And Mr. Ziegler was right about that. And that, that is looked upon as, as old man's guidance, but it's evergreen. It's evergreen. And so I remember um, 2019, January of 2019, Mm -hmm. you know, saying my whole business model is going to be on adding value. And to use your phrase, Joe, I let go of the outcome. I just simply said, what's the worst that could happen? I add great value. I give ideas. If somebody doesn't think that's good enough, that's good enough for me. I don't have to beg them to do business. And our business exploded in 2019 and 2020. I believe that it's directly proportional to help enough people, mm-hmm. add enough value, they'll find a way to pay you. You know, um, I can't think of a better way for us to wrap up. I have more, but I, I mean, this is too good for us to kind of pause right there. And, you know, I, I think that there's a ton there. And to people listening, there's a lot of great things that are happening on LinkedIn. With that being said, it's some of the old school basics for a lot of people in, in this industry. I can't speak to tech and a lot of other places, but to healthcare, where so much of it is it's just, it's, it's back to the blocking and tackling of building your, your whole business, right? It, you don't have to do flea flickers. You don't have to go and do any crazy stunts yep. to kind of get some real traction in your business and helping people at the core of it and doing it in a simple, in a simplistic way. Yes. They, I mean, you really can't, you really can't beat that, man. So. Yeah. And you're doing that, Joe. I'm not saying that as a, as a plug. 
uh, no. you're doing that. I'm watching you, you know, Appreciate it. and, um, and it's going to come back full circle. And the answer is always give more. Yeah. It's not yeah. necessarily do more. It's yeah. give more. And, you know, whether one has a spiritual bent or whether one has a work ethic bent, it all leads to the same full circle that, you know, what goes around comes around. And, you know, years ago, I gave up the burden of getting new clients years ago. And I just started focusing on how can I become more interesting, create ideas that are great ideas that anybody, in my case, doctors who hears them goes, that's a great idea. I should do that. Hmm. That I spent more time focusing on helping, adding value and coming up with ideas. And I spent less time selling the products that they'll, or the services that they'll ultimately buy from us. No, no, you know, I mean, Matthew, man, honestly, having these conversations are phenomenal to me because it's like it grounds people throughout these craziness, turbulent times when it's like, oh, we're open, oh, now we're closed. And, you know, this crazy dance that everyone's going through today. So last two questions. Uh, one, I want to know where the feed is going, where you guys have your, where you guys locked in at, where are you guys going to bring the most value around? And then the last piece is that you have to tell people how to find you as well. Yeah, so here's where we're moving. Um, we are moving in 2021 to become teachers. So we're fortunate, we're blessed. We've got a lot of business with medical device companies and surgeons that hire us to handle their branding, handle their marketing. So we're blessed to do that. And we do that through websites, through videos, through patient marketing. So we're blessed. That's, that's not going to, to leave us. But in 2021, we're going to become teachers. And we're already doing it right now. We're, we're building online courses. And we're going to educate the next generation or the current generation of medical professionals. I mean, and I don't mean MD. I mean you and I. Mm -hmm. People that came from sales and marketing and branding and we're going to create online learning platforms that are going to help them focus hmm. on how to build digital relationships, how to create brand awareness, how to build authority, and how to repurpose their income in this time period where we're not going to be face-to-face -face in front of, you know, Dr. Scratch and Smith anytime soon. Mm -hmm. So our pivot is we love education. Like you, Joe, we take uh, ongoing education serious and we're going to build it within our space. We're, you know, one of our new launches is the medical marketing college okay. where the next generation of practice marketers, medical device marketers, they're going to come through our college in 2021 and we're going to prepare them to succeed in the way that the intersection of healthcare and business is going that's a big deal, man. That's a big deal for multiple reasons. One, there, there aren't a lot of modern marketing universities, schools, platforms out there where you can go learn. And, and the crazy part is, is that there's a big question too, for marketers, especially of, of the value of going to get your four-year degree. 
I mean, I'm not trying to stop anybody from going, but I had, I had this one group on my podcast um, and it was some, it was some kids actually. YouTube, they, they were doing, I think they had about uh, 2 million followers on like YouTube. They made decent money already. They were still in high school with their parents kind of doing, you know, they're all kind of at this one house where they would make- What a great audience that must've been. I mean, dude, I mean, they're just killing it. And, I love it. And it's like, I was asking them and they're not even thinking about college. One of them wasn't even thinking about finishing high school. And I was like, well, that's a little, <laughs> I was like, I don't know why you would do that. But I mean, but, <laughs> but look, you know, live out your dream. Like, who am I? I'm this one guy with an idea, you know, you can go live your purpose. Right. And, and, and this guy's, these guys are making good money in high school, six figure, you know, incomes in high school. And so you have to ask yourself, and they're asking themselves, does it make sense for me to go get a higher education? Whereas I can go take a course, learn from someone that's been in the trenches today, not in theory, right? Practical application. And, you know, they can move on to their next pivot, right? I mean, moving yes. forward. so I, th- I think the education is major, man. I think it's great. It is. And education, the lines are going to be blurred yeah. because what we're creating is we're not only going to educate the next generation of the Joe Lemons and the Matthew Scotts and the Colin Josephs, mm-hmm. we're going to help them find a job. Oh man. And, yeah. So, and, and Take we're, up a notch. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And we're saying to them, we could give a rip if you've got a college degree. Yeah. Hey, we could give a rip if you've got five years of spine experience or orthopedics experience, oh, because man. you see, this is where medical device is shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. When I was coming through the ranks and even when you were coming through the ranks, it was like, well, we can only hire you if you have this type of specific experience. Yep. And the best of the best are like, Hey, I'm 26 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm not old enough to have been given this opportunity. That's why I'm coming to see you recruiter, mm-hmm. or that's why I'm coming to see you director of human resources. I can do this. I'm willing to hustle. Mm-hmm. And so what we're saying on the marketing, and it's still to this day, if you and I were interviewing at, if you and I were 24 years old again, or 26 years old again, and we were going to Medtronic, they would say, you don't have a degree. Yeah. And, and, you know, what we're seeing with education changing is we're seeing kids. I I use kids because I've got kids that range from 30 to 21. Okay. And what I know to be true is, is we told our kids, we could care less if you go to college. I mean, now granted, if you're a parent, don't listen to me. I'm just, you know, a hillbilly <laughs> with kids. Uh, now, no, our kids, I mean, but our kids, you know, we're Fulbright scholars. I mean, they're smart kids, yeah. but we told them, we're like, Hey, it's not a big deal to us. We want you to live on purpose. Yeah. We want you to declare your passion. You don't need four years of searching in the wilderness yeah. of, you know, you know, you just don't need that anymore in this modern tense. Now our kids, you know, went on to, to, to pursue their education, but it's, it's never been important to us. What's important to us as mom and dad, mm-hmm. are we equipping our kids to learn and are we giving them the tools? to make smart decisions that put them into a posture for success. And so what I say to the next generation, and um, Joe, there's a 42-year-old person, you know him and I know him, there's a 42-year-old person who's going to be a part of that medical marketing college that we create, Mm 
and they're going to reclaim their passion because you see, they were sold a bill of goods. Yep. The bill of goods that they bought into was, is I got to be a medical device sales consultant. And they hated it. Mm -hmm. They hated it. Mm -hmm. They've got marketing chops and interest. But when we get through with them and they go on to be the creative director at the top orthopedic practice in Olympia, Washington, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. thank you is going to be uttered and we're going to go, thank you. Just mm -hmm. go do good things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that was the goal with medical marketing colleges is we obviously have the skill set to teach them how to do healthcare specific branding and marketing. But what's important to me is somebody not being shut down by a recruiter or not being shut down by a pretentious medical device manager who says, you don't have enough specific experience. Bring me those people. Mm -hmm. Let us train those people. And that's, that's a good day. I love that so much, man, because I know that world. Cause I, I bang my head on so many doors, so many, turn down applications, so many thank you for applying, auto-generated auto emails, right? When I was trying to break into the space. And it was only by working with a smaller med device company after showing, and I've had to bring POs of, yeah. of, when I, of whenever I was closing out other deals to prove that I can do the job. And it was like, I had all the, you know, accolades there, you know, presence club stuff, the awards, the emails, but I didn't have any med device work experience didn't have any relevant healthcare experience. And that was, that's what held me off for that two year period when I was just fighting my way to try to get in. And so being able to fast track that, man, cause there's so many great people that wanna be in this space. They just don't know where the actual opening is, right? Where the whole door is for them to kind of get in and do it the way that makes sense with their actual um, dreams for themselves. So I think that's gonna be great, man. I think that's a great, great option for people out there. So, all right, tell everybody how to find you, how to find the actual education that's coming up as well. I think that's going to be really important. Yeah, so to learn about our agency, Feed the Agency, go to feedtheagency.com. Yeah. You'll see portfolio work. You'll, if you're a surgeon listening to me, if you're a medical device guy, you'll see some of your own doctors or your buddies on our website with us working. So that's on the professional side. For me, just go to LinkedIn and go to Matthew Ray Scott. Yes, you may have grown up in the South if you use your middle name, Joe. Because uh, you're Georgia, right? Yeah. Well, you know what? I was born and raised in Pittsburgh, but my whole family's from Georgia. So like, yeah, I mean, I was there every summer. Like, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, you know, you spend time in Georgia. Yeah, I was stationed at Fort Benning, Georgia for, for several oh, yeah, years. So, yeah. um, you know, between Georgia and Arkansas, Arkansas, we say yes sir, no sir, and right. when our when our mother uses our middle name, it's game on. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So yeah, you don't want to hear drop it to the middle middle portion of your name there, man. That's going to be a whole different experience with mom. <laughs> yeah. So I exactly. So I tell people, my father was my hero. I did not have to look any further than my father, and he unexpectedly died, and he was Daryl Ray Scott. The Darryl day Ray. he died. I became Matthew, my middle name really is Ray. So my, my father's Daryl Ray Scott, I'm Matthew Ray Scott. The day that my father died, I added my middle name to say, I salute you, I appreciate you. I love that, man. Man, you know what, Matthew? Matthew Ray Scott, man, as, as promised, you did not let down, man. So um, we gotta do this again at some point down the line, yes, man. Sir. I know you we put will, out like Joe. 
a ton of content. So I look forward to having you back, man. Yeah, I, I love what you're doing. I support what you're doing. I appreciate you. You know, what you're doing, I say, why is not everybody else doing this? I mean, this is a no brainer. Just connect with people that, you know, have insights, record it, yeah. share it. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a no brainer. Why, why isn't everybody doing this? And um, so what the, the question that I've been posing and we'll, we'll head out to everybody is why is Medtronic and Smith and nephew and Boston Scientific not doing the same thing that you and I are doing, creating a media presence. You see, you and I are not just creating content. You see, over time, you and I are a media outlet. We're a media agency. Now, my media agency is dedicated to left-handed orthopedic surgeons with one eyebrow. Yeah. That's my tribe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anybody else outside of that, I love them, but they're not my tribe. They might not fully get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they don't fully get it. So why not create a yeah, exactly. So why not create a tribe of like-minded people that you can give value and they go, anything synonymous with branding, Mm -hmm. I'm going to Matthew Ray Scott and I'm gonna hire feed the agency. That's that's why we do it. I love it, man. I love it. You know, that's a great way for us to wrap up because I can tell you it's only a matter of time before these big guys do. And so while we got this actual space to kind of operate, we should dominate this whole time just for ourselves. Yes, sir. Not because we're trying to take over anything else, but there's just too much, too much green space out there, man. I hear you, Joe. And you and I have already established that we're both ridiculously good looking and humble. I don't know how we do it. <laughs> I'm super <laughs> humble, man. With all these <laughs> we're just keeping it humble. 